Welcome to the Convergence Conversations podcast. Join us as we discuss topics that impact you and the body of Christ through candid, open conversation. Let's encounter Jesus together. All right, welcome back to Convergence Conversations. My name is Andrew Fish, and I am the senior leader here at Convergence, and I am alongside two amazing people who I'd love to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Nikki Kamali. I'm the director of prophetic ministry here at Convergence. I'm also the assistant youth pastor, so it's good. Yay! I'm Marcy Fish, and Steve and I have been pastors here at Convergence for 32 years. We've been the senior leaders, and we just transitioned into different roles, and we are super excited about this new season as we step into more apostolic roles here, and Andrew and Emily step into the senior leadership here. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's really exciting. So, well, let's go ahead and introduce our conversation for today. So, Today, we're going to be talking about identity, and that's very broad. So when we say identity, you know, what are we, what are we kind of meaning? And I think the first thing that comes to my mind is actually the, the creation story. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, It's when sure. God, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he created man yeah. in his image. Genesis 1, 26 through 27 says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so good. And then it says in verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Yes. And so identity is a really big, big topic. And yeah. I don't want to take us too far down the conversation before we kind of hit the foundation, but... One thing that I think is really crucial and the one reason why I think it's important for us to have this conversation is because I think there are a few things yeah. that get attacked more than identity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when we so think true. about the world that we live in, I mean, even just that verse that I just said about he created him male and female. I mean, the, the identity is a big a big thing that the enemy attacks. And I think it's really important that we, that we have this, this conversation. Who did God create us to be? What's our identity in that? So I would love to just throw this question out to you guys. Within that framework, what would we say that identity is? What does, what does that look like within this, this framework? Yeah, I think I think the way you just explained it is right on. It is about design that God made you on purpose. He designed you on purpose and that his design in you, the way he made you is good. And in Psalm 139, David writes, I am fearfully and wonderfully yeah. made and my soul knows it very well. And we, we can see around us where people get tripped up in life is where they don't feel like they were made good, that there's something yeah. inherently wrong with them. Yes. Instead of, again, going back to the original design that God saw you, again, Psalms 139, he saw you and knitted you together in your mother's womb. He had purpose in his design and how you were made is good. And so David did amazing things on the on on the earth while he was here. Yeah. But it flowed from a place of knowing God and knowing that God made him good. Wow. 
Wow, that's so good. I think those are two really important words that Nikki brought out and that Andrew brought out is that God made you on purpose, no matter how you were conceived. This is true. He created you. He formed you. And he said it is good. Yes. And so we were created by the goodness of God, in the goodness of God, to be the goodness of God on the earth. And there is just so many forces try to come against that because if we can be shut down and not really be who we really are on the earth, then there it's it's he said he created us in his image so he wants the fullness of his image to be seen and known on the earth and so if that can be shut down then it's like there's a part of him that isn't being released on the earth because we are stuck in insecurity or fear or shame or thinking we need to be different than we are when actually we are good and we can release the image of God on the earth just by being who we are because he created us. Yeah, That's exactly. so good. That's so good. It reminds me of mm-hmm. that passage in Ephesians that talks about walking as children of light. Mm-hmm. It's the reality of your identity. Like you are a child of light. Like this is who you are. And so I think what I'd love to, to then, so obviously we kind of have that foundation. So the next question that comes to my mind is so how do we know what our identity is right i mean obviously we we read genesis one but like you know what what does that look like practically speaking yeah well the first thing is just exactly what you just brought up out of ephesians of being children of light we can see what god says about us in scripture when jesus says you are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill. You are the salt of the earth. In First Peter, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Yeah. You know, like when you look through scripture, you're going to see a lot of how he named you, how he called you. And so to identify with that, to identify with the goodness of those places of image, I'm a child of light. Just that word alone, like if I'm in crisis or whatever, and there's darkness all around me. And do I identify with the darkness around me or do I identify my identity is not from my circumstance, but from I'm a child of light. I, I, am, I am the salt of the earth. I'm a city on a hill. You can see even now as I'm saying that, that that shifts everything because it gets your focus again that you are made in the image of God and it's bigger than what's around you. That's so good, Nikki. Yeah, I think we have to give ourselves time and space to focus on what is the good. If we are created in his image and it is good, then what is the good? Because we're bombarded all the time with what's wrong with us. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the chatter, all the chatter yeah. in yeah. your mind, all the chatter, all the emotions, mm-hmm. all the things that come at us that attack our identity so that we will think something's wrong with us and we won't focus on the good and release the good. So I think going into that place, like Nikki's saying, in the scripture, even ask people who know you, what do you see that's good about me? We don't like to do that. We can even think that's prideful to do that. But actually, 
We need to do that. And, you know, in Hebrews, God said, encourage one another daily, even as it's called today, so your hearts don't become hard. Like, who knew that encouragement would keep our hearts from being hard? God knew that. And it, to me, it all flows together that we need encouragement of who we are, the goodness of who we are, because we're bombarded all the time with accusation and criticism within ourselves, much less what comes to us from outside and other people, but even just what comes in ourselves is so strong. We need to really be intentional about knowing the good and speaking it and receiving it and letting it soak in. Yeah. What you've just defined, Marcy, is two sources. Again, what we're saying about how do we figure out who we are. And the yeah. first one you were saying, we take time in scripture and then we take time to hear the prophetic encouragement of the current voice of God. And I remember a friend of mine, he was really struggling in life thinking he was still a sinner saved by grace. Cause that's how he was taught growing up. And there was just one struggle after another, you know, nothing like super severe, but his mind, he, he lived, he did according to what he believed about himself then all of a sudden in scripture, it clicked in his brain, in his heart. I am a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. I am, I am a new creation. And that changed everything. He, I'm not this old person anymore. Jesus really did make me new. And it changed his behaviors. Wow. It changed the way he engaged with life around him. That he wasn't still this old awful person that he truly was a new creature. He was a child of God. And he began living his life from that place because you're going to live from whatever you believe about yourself. That's and the so second good. source that you mentioned, Marcy, so well is the encouragement. And we did a podcast recently. Y'all really need to check it out on how to hear the heart of God. But yeah. it's about hearing God's heart for one another and then encouraging each other. So what's God saying about you? today that's fresh and that's life-giving. And I know when I've been in it, my most discouraged or my most like, I don't know any anymore. My community, people saying to me, Nikki, this is really who yeah, you are. That's so good. Is what's pulled me out of some really hard places. I love that. And I think what's really important in this, in the beginning of this discussion is, and we've all hit on it. Yeah. And it comes back to what is the source yeah. of my identity? Yeah. Because I think that's huge because it's easy. If I'm not rooted in the word of God, I, I don't know what Jesus, what, what does he think about me? Exactly. And I don't, and, and I don't have that encouragement. Mm -hmm. Then it's easy for my source to be something else. It's easy for my source to be, you know, whatever. Maybe it's, maybe it was your upbringing was really difficult. Exactly. And it wasn't, you know, you, you didn't get the encouragement of who you are in, you know, and, 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 or maybe your source is, is social media or it's what someone that doesn't like you thinks about you. And that's the way that you're framing yourself. And so the, the reality of the source where I get my identity from matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because is it a trustworthy source? Right. You know, is it, I, this happens so many times, you know, people are like, well, they have a thought and they believe that thought about themselves. And I, I'm like, in first Thessalonians chapter five, it says, test, test those thoughts, test it. 
is that really true? Did that thought come from God? And I know it didn't come from God if it's not full of love, if it's not encouraging them. And so, yeah, testing those thoughts and and being full of understanding of what Scripture is saying and the truth of what God says about you keeps you from not being shaken in a world that keeps trying to shake us. Absolutely. And continually tries to define us. Yeah. So I think that's super important. Like, what is defining you? God is actually God. Like, He's supernatural. He created us. He doesn't mess things up. So what He created really actually is good and actually is enough. Because I think we get bombarded with that all the time, too. Like, we're just not enough. Yeah. And we just have all these weaknesses. And guess what? God had a plan for all of it. So... He had a plan. He has a plan for even our weakness. He said, in your weakness, it's okay because I'm going to be your supernatural strength. So even in that passage where Paul is talking about his weakness, he says, oh, I'm going to boast about my weakness because in my weakness, God gets to be strong. So God even has a plan for our weakness. So I Mm. think what we let define us is huge. Yeah. We don't, we are not defined by other people. Yeah. We're not defined by social media. So good. A thousand percent, we're not defined by comparison. We're not defined by our struggles. And I think that is a huge thing right now in this current climate that we live in, that we understand that we're not defined by our struggle. We have struggle. And I think religion has played into this, where religion has said, If you're a Christian, then you won't struggle with anything. Well, that's absolutely not true. And what that created was a bunch of people hiding their struggles in fear. And so it enabled the struggles. Then we began to create these things that would give us some kind of room to have a struggle and still be okay. So then what we started doing is saying, oh, well, then these areas of struggles, then they're not bad. They're just all good. And everybody can just live however you want because it's all good. And actually that's robbing us of our true identity because our true identity isn't the struggle. So we don't have to make the struggle good. Our true identity is found in the goodness of God of how he designed us. And if we go back to that and we let our struggle be a struggle and not our identity, then God comes in with his strength in the struggle and we separate the struggle from our identity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not being defined by the external. It's being defined by the eternal of who you are. There it is. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And it's not being defined by what you struggle with. Yeah. 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 Because it's, it's being defined on something way bigger, way, way bigger, way bigger and and better, way better. Oh yeah. Way better. Way better. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. It is. So one thing, one thought that I would have coming out of that is it feels like there's this segue into, so what, as we begin to get our identity from God, from, right. from, f- f- from the gospel, 
yes. from being rooted in the fact that we are children of light. We are image bearers. Wow. Like I, yeah. I am made yeah. in the likeness and the image of a perfect God. Like what? Wow. That's like mind blown emoji, mm-hmm. you know? And so coming out of that, what, what would the fruit of that look like? Like what's, what's the outcome of knowing that your identity is rooted in, in God? Yeah. Well, it's you, your behavior comes from who you believe that you are and, and your feelings. It's a, it's a transformational life moment for you and for those around you to take ownership of this really is who I am to lay down the fact that I'm not that struggle. I'm not that circumstance, not any of that to come into that unique place with God changes the, the literal flow of your thoughts and your life. Yeah, I think that is a really big question, and I think it is it warrants um, quite a bit of pondering. But immediately, what came to me is you don't do it by perfectionism. You you don't reflect the image of God by striving to have this perfectionism in your life. And again, I think that's what religion kind of tried to put on people. And the way that you reflect the image of God is by being authentic, mm-hmm. your authentic self, even your struggles, even your weaknesses, that it's okay to have them. And in them, we can receive the supernatural help of God. That's what he calls grace. He said, come boldly before the throne of grace to find help in time of need. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength's made perfect in your weakness. So we learn to be really good receivers from God. It's the only way we're going to live. We have to live supernaturally. When he made us into new creations, he made us into supernatural beings that are meant to live a supernatural life. So if we rely on our natural ability to do everything and to reflect the image of God, it's never going to work. You have to learn to be really good receivers from God to receive his strength, his mercy, his grace, his peace, his joy, his character and ways. Yeah. We receive those and they begin to reflect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I think just in my personal life, I think about my walk and, and struggle with confidence in my life. Mm. Like being confident in, you know, my, my personality sometimes has lended itself towards being a little more of a people pleaser, a little more, well, yeah, let's do what you want to do, you know? And that, and that's not wrong. Of course we need to, we need to serve. We need to prefer others. We need to love others as we would ourselves. But there's also an aspect of, of like, you need to be confident in you mm-hmm. in who God made you to be. And the confidence through my identity being rooted in the Lord is what, that's what really, that's the motivator. That's the driver of my confidence. Exactly. And I think of things like comparison. I think of things like um, freedom from addiction. I think of all of these things have their root, I believe, largely in identity. Because if you don't know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you don't believe that, then that thing's going to be a struggle. And I think the gospel presents identity in the form of this is like when you believe in Jesus, 
this is who you are yeah. in Christ. And the more that you know that, like lasting freedom from something, I think that identity piece is that's the foundation of that. Because if you don't know that you're righteous, then it's easy to walk around with the, oh, you know, it, it's just, it's easy to walk around not not walking in that. But if you know you're righteous, that's who you are, then there's something within you that goes, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to say no to that. Why? Because I'm righteous. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm, I'm going to say no to what, you know, I'm not going to compare myself to that person on Instagram that maybe has, you know, you know, the grass always looks greener on the other side. It's, it's this saying that we have that we came up with that basically is like, you know, jealousy is, is easy to tap into if you're not careful. Exactly. But if I know who I am, I was made in the image of God, the perfect image of God. I'm righteous. I am dead to sin and alive in Christ. I am, you know, and we start to, we start to define ourselves based on what God, who God says we are. And that reality, the fruit of that is like, I don't, I don't want to compare myself anymore. I, I don't, I'm not going to be jealous about, right, ab- right. about you know, mm-hmm. what someone else has because I'm confident in what I have. Exactly. I'm not going to walk in unrighteousness. Why? Because I'm righteous. Yeah. Yeah. And why? Because God is God and he's supernatural. I think it just keeps going back to it's not by our natural ability. It, we're good not because we do everything good. Yeah. We're good because he created us in his image and it is good. And so if we rely on our natural ability to prove our identity, then we're going to fall short every time. We have to go back into, it's okay that I don't do everything perfect because this is who I am and what I do isn't who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, the perfect example of all of this really was Jesus living out his identity as the yeah. son of God, that he didn't start his ministry That's good. trying to prove it or to get someone else's approval for him. He started it with a statement of, hev- of his father in heaven saying, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. And he walked the earth as a beloved son. It didn't matter what the Pharisees said about him or the Sadducees. It didn't matter even when his own disciples didn't get fully who he was. Jesus was so grounded and rooted yeah. in the statement of his father about who he was, and he lived every moment second of his life oozing from that source this is who i am and therefore this is what i'm going to do and it wasn't it was there wasn't the confusion and that's true confidence that's not being shaken by circumstances that's being rooted and grounded in the identity that the heavenly father made you to be and therefore this is what i do and i think there's a unique expression of that in all of us absolutely mhm that's so good and again, coming back to like, again, rooted in the word of God, yes. rooted in who exactly. God is. So it's like, what, you know, what is truth? You know, well, truth is the word. Yeah. <laughs> truth is Jesus. Truth, yeah, that, is, exactly. that is truth. Exactly. And so letting the truth of, of who we are in Christ and who God created us to be, no matter what's going on, no matter what mistakes we've made, no matter what it looks like. Standing in that is mm-hmm. is what allows us to then be able to to overcome things and to step into who we really are and who God has called us to be. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's funny. One one way that I like to tap into what God says about me and my identity and for others as well is in the meaning of their names. So we we've talked a lot about, you know, the whole you can know who you are as a child of God through scripture. And that's absolutely yeah. true. And that's like what um, uh, Bethany Hicks says, that's kind of like your surname. That's the family name. Like this shows that you're part of the family, that you're part of the family of light because you're yeah. a child of light, you know, but you actually have an individual name because you express a certain reflection of the image of God, you know, cause he's so massive that all together we, in unity, express more fullness of that. And so one way to find that is, again, through specific prophetic encouragement, like what Marcy mentioned earlier, but also just in the meaning of your name, because it's what's being called about you day in and day out. Like, you may not realize that right now, but like, there's a reason why we don't call people stupid. And we tell our kids, don't call people bad names, because to say a bad name for someone is like literally prophesying something bad. So we don't call each other stupid, but you are called your name, your name every single day. And I remember as a child, I grew up in a really abusive, dark environment and, um, uh, I was really bad, but as a child, my mom had this name book and I remember Mm. looking up the meaning of my name, Nikki, and it meant victory of the people. And I remember as a child, this God thought came into my mind of Nikki, you were named for, you were named victory. Like you are going to have victory. Your life will be victory because I named you victory. And I was literally, I was named after a dog, my dad's favorite dog. So it wasn't even like my parents prayed about like, let's give our child this glorious victory name. And there was no victory around me that would have been obvious that like, oh, she's, you know, she's living in victory. But I grabbed hold of that as a child. And for the rest of my life, like, I don't know if there's been a day that hasn't gone by that, you know, like I was named for victory and that's, that has been a marker of my life. Not because it's something I've tried to conjure up, but because I believed it's who I was in spite of what was happening to me. And therefore I wasn't defined, um, by, by the abuse or by, by the horrific circumstances I found myself many times, I knew that my life would ultimately be defined in victory. And it has been, if you know my life and you know my life story, victory is part of that. And whenever I'm discouraged, like a few weeks ago, my community knows that. And like, um, uh, we were, I was with a group of my closest friends and I was asking for prayer and that was what they knew that they knew my name was victory. And so that was prayed. Remember Nikki. And that's the important thing about living in community and people knowing who you are and knowing you by your first name. Um, and I'm not just meaning like by, by your name meaning, although that's really helpful, but it's by knowing who God uniquely made you to be because yeah. your community keeps encouraging that. Like what Marcy was saying and calling that out. And they're like, we know, t- and we know it's been discouraging this past week, but you were marked for victory and wow. you will ultimately not lose. Yeah. I think that brings up such an important, important part because I feel like it keeps going back to me to what do you let define you? Yeah. Do you let social media define you? Do you let this measuring system of the world define you? Do you let your struggle define you? What do you let define you? And if we all need people in our life who will speak the truth right. to us about who we are, yes, because we need to hear it. That goes back to that encouragement. We need to hear it because ultimately we have to let ourselves believe it. I think it comes yeah. down to that. We have to let ourselves believe that we are good because God created us to be good. So no matter what is happening 
or what we've done or what we struggle with, we are good. And I think that's what Andrew was was saying a minute ago. It's like that is what we begin to live out of. When we believe that, then we begin to make choices that reflect that. Yeah. Whereas we let the struggle define us or we let this constant message of deficit, you don't measure up, you don't measure up, you don't measure up. If we let that define us, then our choices flow out of that. Right. Yeah. So I think we really have to come into a place where we allow ourselves to believe in who God created us to be and that it's good. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. And I, I love that story um, just w- w- with your name meaning mm-hmm. victory. And just, I think what, w- what comes to my mind too is just in that like, Names are really important because it's communicating identity and that your name isn't an accident. Right, exactly. And I, I think that's one of the things that, like, my name means strong and manly. And there are times when I'm like, I'm not feeling strong. Right. But it's like you declare your name. Exactly. You know? And we see this all throughout the Bible. We see names, the significance of names the significance of their meaning, and we see the significance of their meaning and their calling and right. their destiny and exactly. what they end up stepping into, you know, from Saul to Paul. And we see this throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's beautiful. And I think what you're saying is really amazing um, in just kind of wrapping us in that, like, it's about what God says about you and it's about rooting in that confidence yeah. and who we are. Um, so before we close, any, any closing thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think that's really important what you're saying, Andrew, your entire life, every time someone said, Andrew, they were saying sh- strong, manly, mm-hmm. whether you knew you, whether right. you knew what it meant or not every day of your life, even this podcast, when you enter, I am Andrew, you actually were saying I am strong and manly. Wow. That's why I'm saying before we don't use stupid. We don't define stupid every time we say that word, but we automatically know what it means. We know not to say it. So for you saying, I, I am Andrew, you're literally saying out loud, I am strong and manly. When I'm saying, hi, I'm Nikki, I'm literally saying, I am victory of the people. Every day we're saying the name of who we are. It's a huge source of identity. And for those out there, you're like, well, my name, like one woman I met, her name you know, was Maria, means bitter. Um, the Lord actually has a promise and wrapped in a name that initially may not seem like a good name. Like a friend of mine mm. prophesied to a woman actually named Mara, and she was like, I hate my name. It means bitter. And he said, no, it means he immediately saw Moses touching the bitter waters with the um, with with that plant and it becoming sweet. And he was like, God designed you to turn the bitter things sweet. And that's a marker on your life. And it really was. So even if right now you're listening to this podcast and you're like, well, my name doesn't mean something so great, then contact someone that you trust to like what Marcy was saying, to speak truth to you about what God is actually saying about your name. And you're going to see how he's been prophesying your entire life who you would be, because you obviously are, Andrew. You have you have been and continue to be one of the strongest men, strongest leaders that we know. It's not an accident that you are stepping, that you are the new senior leaders here. It's because you're a strong leader. It's mm. because it's been prophesied over you your whole life. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and I think I would just close with, again, we becoming a good receiver. Yeah. Because... 
we tend to deflect. When somebody is saying something good to you about yourself, we tend to deflect that. We tend to find a way to, oh, well, it's just God, or oh, well, we we deflect that. And I think it's really important for us to live in our true identity that we allow ourselves to receive our true identity. Yeah, receive and believe. That's so good. Even the difference between, you know, how sometimes what we think is humility is false humility. Exactly. And so I've, I walked in that. That's a big, like big people pleaser thing is I don't need to have an opinion. I don't really need to do anything. And it's, it's false humility. Really what that is, is I, I'm hiding behind actually, I'm actually hiding behind serving you wow and Mm -hmm. actually like saying yeah uh, whatever you want to do i'm actually hiding behind that that's not that's actually not true humility that's false humility Mm. because i'm not actually walking in the confidence that god has put inside of me i'm not actually sharing my opinion Mm -hmm. i'm not actually and that leads to so many things like you can get bitter doing that right because now you're you haven't actually shared your opinion, but you're feeling your opinion. Right. And then you're, you know, you're like, oh, and, and then you're disappointed. And it's like, well, you need to share your opinion. You need to trust mm-hmm. and step into who God's made you and be confident. So I think yeah. like one of the big phrases that I keep hearing as we keep talking in this podcast is like, whoever's listening to this yeah, podcast, right, my yeah. encouragement right now would be two things. One, Find out what your name means. Mm-hmm. I think that's super important. Right. What Nikki was mm-hmm. saying to root yourself in the Word of God. Come on, what it. the Lord says about yep. you, and then three, be confident. Yeah. Step out. Be the authentic you. The world mm-hmm. needs you, yep. not not a copy of you, not yep. you hiding behind someone else. Like the world needs the authentic you and who God created you to be so in good. every facet of. In every facet of what that looks like. Yeah, it's so good, Andrew, because that is you showing up as you. And it's okay. I have really had to learn this. If it, it had to be okay if I expressed an opinion and actually I realized from the feedback of other people that I needed to change that opinion. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That is how it's meant to be. All of us showing up. And then together we realize, oh, this is the fullness Mm. of what this needs to look like. And my thought about it needed your thought about it to come into fullness. Yeah, that's good. But it's because we all show up. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we start getting bitter about never sharing our opinion or our thoughts is because we're not showing up. That means we're not showing up. And eventually that you know wears us down and we just need to all show up and we receive from one another and we understand that it's all of us together that comes into fullness right that's so good and and just the reality of like yeah we need you like if you're listening to this podcast just be encouraged that what what we need is you we need you operating in the fullness of who God created you to be. Yeah. Yep. We don't need a copy of someone else. You know, yep. e- even in ministry, we do this all the time. I'm like, man, if I just, if I was just like Heidi Baker, 
Right. Or if I could <laughs> oh, just, man, so if I could just huge. prophesy yes. like Nikki Kamala right. who's sitting next to me in yeah. this podcast, mm-hmm. then things would be great. Right. And it's like, well, no, like be you. Yeah. Be who we need you to be you, not someone else. And that's just super important. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, it brings up one more thing that I just wanted to sneak in there before we she's close. sneaking it in. Mm-hmm. And that is that. It's one of my most favorite things to discover the special things about other people. And I think that this is also a huge thing about identity is also us receiving other people in who they are, because I think that is a big fear that keeps us from showing up is we're afraid that we're not going to be received. And I think that we intentionally receiving other people who they are and how they're showing up is really important to enable all of us to, yeah. to really have the confidence to show up. Yeah. There's only grace on your life for your life. There's zero grace from heaven on my life to be Heidi Baker. None. There's only grace on my life to be Nikki. And so our, so many of our struggles are in the, we're trying to be somebody else, Come but there's on. no grace for that. None. That's so good. So lean yeah. into the grace of heaven yeah. for you. Yeah, because you could spend your life trying to be someone uh-huh. else and then walk away going, wait a second, there's actually not favor. There's or no grace favor, on this. grace, authority, none of it. It was all all of heaven is waiting to back you up for you. It's what Jesus died for. Wow. For you. Yeah. And finding people who receive wow. you because mm-hmm. then we put that expectation on other people that they have to show up a certain way or they're not received. Right. Yeah. It all works together. It all does work Oof, together. Wow. Woo! We love is, our man. Comes back to, you know, loving God and loving people and we yeah. and, our, and loving ourselves. And that part gets left out of that first. Yeah. Love one another as you love yourself. So we love ourselves and enables us to love other people. Yeah. That's so so good. good. Wow, man. Glad we snuck that in there. Yeah. That's really good. Well, uh, thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having us again. Man, this was so good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, thank we'll definitely you so much. We'll have Nikki and uh, Marcy Fish back. Woohoo. Um, yes. Man, this has been such a good discussion. Loved it. Be you and shine. Be you and shine. <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us again on Convergence Conversations podcast. And we will catch you next time.